that's just a little mini message right there this morning to get you thinking. Because a lot of times we don't expect Jesus to show up or the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord to show up. And those times we miss could be the time we miss our miracle. We could miss our blessing right there. Amen? I'm telling you, we're, we're living in some perilous times. We're living in a time like we've never seen before. You see, our society is corrupt. Our society is morally bankrupt. Darkness has covered the land, but I'm telling you, we are to be carriers of the light this morning. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn to the book of Matthew chapter 5, beginning in verse 14. I want to speak to you just a little bit on a shining light or a hidden light this morning. A shining light or a hidden light this morning. Matthew chapter 5, uh, beginning in verse 14 right here through verse 16. Matthew chapter 5, beginning in verse 14. What this world needs to see is light in the midst of its darkness. Amen? They need to see the glorious light of Jesus Christ this morning. I'm telling you, I think too many people are too ashamed to mention his name. Too many people are ashamed to live for him. But as I'll tell you a little bit later, if you be ashamed of him, he'll be ashamed of you this morning. We're going into Matthew 5, beginning in verse 14. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let me read those verses again. You are the light of the world. A city that sits on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I asked you this morning, are you a shining light? Or are you a hidden light? I'm just going to tell you, really, there's no such thing. If you're really on fire for the Lord, you're going to shine. Amen? Amen? Heavenly Father, we come before you, dear Lord, this morning, Lord, and we lift you up, dear God. Yeah. And we praise you, Lord, this day, dear God. Yeah. And we just exalt you, dear God, Lord, and we just lift you up, dear Lord, and we pray for your divine anointing, God. We pray, God, for your spirit, dear God, to be on me, God, to give me the words to speak on this first service uh, of revival, Lord. Uh, Lord, I pray, God, that we shine forth in this dark world. Let us have more of you. Uh, let us brown brightly for you in this day. Um, Lord, today we just give you the glory, dear God, and we give you the praise, uh, and we give you the honor, Lord, and we just thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Once again, for your thank, ask for your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Uh, I am reminded of a story from a small English town where they had a custom at that time that every evening where they would gather the deacons would gather would light a candle for each one that would enter for each one of the family that would enter the parish um, that would enter there for that church for that time to worship um, 
Naturally, the more families that were worshiping together, the more candlelight that there was in the church. Here's the point of that little story right there. The more the children of God let their light of faith shine in this darkness, darkened world, the more light of the gospel of Jesus Christ will shine forth in this world today. So I ask you this day, as a bearer of the light, are you a shining light? Are you a reflector for the light? Or you're someone that tries to hide your faith? Or you're that one that I like to call you want to have a light, but you want to hide it this morning. And I want to remind you this morning that if you're trying, if you when you really get a touch of Jesus, you ain't gonna be wanting to hide the light this morning. You're gonna want to tell the world about that one day called Jesus of Nazareth. You're gonna to want to testify about him in public. You'll want to proclaim his name in public. You'll be a reflection of him if you will. I'm telling you today when we begin to understand the purpose of light, we got to understand the greater light and the lesser light a little bit. I'm not going to preach it this morning but in Genesis 1 and 16 and God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light Light to rule the night, and he made the stars also. Remember also this that the moon is no light at all. But how that moon gets its light, it bars it from the sun, and henceforth it makes the moon the lesser light. I was looking out late last night, and I saw the part of the moon out there shining so bright, and it went along, and it reminded me of that. It reminded me how that light um, is, that moon is no light at all, but it was just a reflection of the sun, the S-U-N, that was shining right off of that moon. It had borrowed its light from the sun. And here's the point right here. The Bible tells us that we're not the light. How many know in here that we're not the light at all? But we're a reflection. We're to be the reflection of the S-O-N. In fact, Isaiah 64 and 5 tells us, but we are all as an unclean thing and all of our righteousness are as filthy rags and we all do fade as a leaf and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. But let me tell you just like that moon is, we as believers today are nothing more than a dark crust. The way that humanity is corrupt and darkness. But when we go on we understand the very moment that we come to Jesus Christ, the very moment that we come to the Lord, we become a reflection of him. Amen? The very moment that we come and get that born again experience, this whole dark crater begins to borrow light. This dark crater that we're in begins to reflect the light of Jesus Christ. 
my, what are you getting at, preacher? Let me tell you this morning that where we get our light from, we don't get our light from our actions. Did you hear me? We don't get our light from doing these things. We can't do nothing right now to reflect it, to be the light. We are not the light, but we get our light to be a reflection of him the very moment that we are born again. He begins to reflect through us. He begins to shine through us. He begins to work through us. And I think about right here. He said, let your light so shine before men that you may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. How many know this morning that we are not saved by works, that we are saved by grace? But can I tell you something? What comes along with salvation by grace is those good works, is those good works that he's talking about right here that will shine forth in this dark and dying world that will become a reflector of the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ that will begin to reflect him in this dark world that we are in. The very moment we become that's born again, that new creation, we become a reflector of the light. You say, what is a reflector of the light? It's something that reflects light, heat, and warmth. The very moment we become, our names begin to become lambs in the Lamb's book of life, we become a reflector for him. What? Listen, I'm telling you today, the very, we are to be the carrier of the light. We are to let the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ shine in this dark world. How many know this morning that what this world needs is a taste of the Lord God Almighty? What this corrupt generation does needs is a taste of Jesus Christ this morning. What this fallen world needs and this dark world needs, it needs to see some light this morning. Did you hear me? What a world wrapped up in sin needs to see is some people that's carrying light this morning. How many know this world is a wilderness? How many know this world is in darkness? How many know this world is in shambles? How many know this world is in chaos? How many know there's people that are bound up, drugged up, that are hooked on alcohol, drugs? What they're needing to see this morning, they're needing to see a light in the midst of darkness. Did you hear me? They're in need to see the glorious light of Jesus Christ this morning reflecting to his church. Let me remind you, body of Christ, as the body of Christ, we are the continuation of the earthly ministry of our Lord. Did you hear me? Oh, did you hear what I'm telling you? They need to know, see the light that is shining forth in this dark world. They need to see something different. Can I tell you people that have dark darkness cannot lead out darkness. The blind cannot lead out the blind. Did you hear me? The blind cannot lead the blind. Did you hear what I'm telling you? What this world needs is a church that's got some light. What this world needs is a body of Christ that is reflecting the glorious gospel in front of them with our good deeds showing how Jesus transformed their lives. Showing us how Jesus is alive, showing what Jesus done in our life this morning. Amen. There's a light that's supposed to shine in darkness. 
I want you to know what the church is supposed to be. I want you to know what you're supposed to be doing. You got a purpose. No, you're not the light, but you're a bearer of the light. You're a reflector of the light. You're the one that testifies of how Jesus changed your life. You're the one that testifies what Jesus done in your life. Let me tell you, let me tell you right now, this world ain't getting no better. Amen? All I'm going to say is turn on the news and you'll see corruption. Amen? Amen? How you turn on, you'll see murders. You turn on, you'll see this, and you'll see things that uh, blow your mind away. And I'm telling you, it reminds me that we're in a dark place. It tells me that we're in a dark world. But let me tell you that God is telling us that we're a reflector of him. That even in the midst of this darkness, even in the midst of this chaotic world, in this dark world, there's still a light that shines. I think about on these clear nights, I think about even in the midst of a dark night can I tell you even though darkness hovers at night there's still some light that is shining if you look out you'll see the moon and you'll still see the stars that are giving forth light in the midst of darkness what are you saying preacher I'm telling you yes we're in the midst of darkness yes we're in the midst of chaos yes we're in the midst of corruption yes we're in the midst of a world that's run by the devil but despite all of that there's still some light that's still shining how many know that God's still got a remnant today God's still got a people that's letting the glorious light of Jesus Christ shine in this last day you want me to tell you what the hope of the world is we got to let the light shine you want me to tell you what the people in darkness need to see they need to see the light of Jesus Christ. So I asked you this morning, is your light shining bright in this last day? Can the world see that you've been changed by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Can the world see that you're a servant of the Most High God? Can the world see Jesus inside of you? Amen. Hello, can the world see Jesus inside of you? Amen, if the world can't see Jesus inside of you, something's wrong. Amen, if the world can't see Jesus inside of one's life, something is wrong this morning. What I'm telling you, when you what does that candle sh- stick do, candle do that light? It shines in darkness. You put it on a candlestick and it will give light unto all that are in the house. What is Jesus saying right here with these words? That God will place you in the places where your light can shine in the midst of darkness. Do you get that? What he says, he put it on a candlestick and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Can I tell you, there's going to be times where God will place us 
places we didn't think we would be. There's times God will place us in circumstances and among people that we can be the light to shine among them. Did you hear that? Sometimes you may think you're the only one on your job that's serving the Lord, and you may be, but I want you to know if you're the only one that's serving the Lord on your job, that you're the light, and you're carrying the light in the midst of the darkness. What are you saying? I'm telling you right now, despite what you're going through, despite your battles, despite where you're at, God places you in places that you can reflect his light into this dark world. Did you hear me? That's what he was getting there right there. He wants your light to shine in the midst of darkness. Did you hear me? He wants your light to shine in the midst of a dark world. When you're on the job, that light needs to be shining. Amen? When you're among those who don't believe, that light needs to be shining. Did you hear me? I'm telling you, God, sometimes he will place us in places where we may think, well, we're the only ones here, but all he needs is a light in the midst of darkness, someone to reflect that light. I've come by to tell you this morning, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're going through, no matter the battle that you are, let that light reflect in the midst of that darkness this morning. Did you hear me? Because there's somebody there. There's some people there that are around you that need to see the light. There's some people there that are walking around in darkness. And there's some people there that are crying out to get out of darkness. So did you hear me? And I'm telling you, when that light begins to shine, when that light begins to shine, they're going to see there's a light in the midst of chaos. There's a light in the midst of evilness. There's a light in the midst of darkness. Despite everything that comes around, despite where you live, despite what you're going through, I've come by to tell you this morning, let your light, let that light shine in the midst of darkness. Let them know there's one that can deliver. Let them see how Jesus of Nazareth took you out, forgive you of your sins, and cast those sins away. Did you hear me? Let them see how Jesus took you out and changed you around in just a moment's time. Let them see how Jesus took you out and brought you up and put you where you are today because I'm about ready to tell you something right here. If it wouldn't been for Jesus, most of us would have been in the same shape, if not worse, in the world. Amen? Amen? Here's where we go with this. You want revival? Let the light shine. Amen? Amen? By the way, revival starts in the house of God, getting God's people revived. Amen? Getting God's people awakened. Amen? You get awakened. It won't be long. They'll be seeing the light will shine different. But listen, there's times God will place us in places. We think we're the only one around. We'll think we're the only one. That's all he needs is one. A little light to shine forth in that dark world that we're in. Listen, that light will show, that purpose of that light will show the, our good works and glorify the Father, that which is in heaven. It will be a testimony of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. It will testify 
of what he's done, dear God, today. I'm telling you, we're in a day right now that people, listen, when the church world, I'm going to preach this Monday night a little bit. The message God has given me for Monday night is we become a lot like Israel. We want to become like everyone else. Israel wanted a king like everyone else, like all other pagan nations. It, God had a plan for a king in the long run. It was David. Saul was never. To, he didn't, that was the people's choice. God's choice was always David. Did you hear me? They wanted to be like the pagan nations. Amen. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. Y'all forget probably the time I get. But we've got so to a point that we want to be like the world. We want to smell like the world. We want to dress like the world. And we want to act like the world. And we want to live like the world. That the world cannot tell the difference anymore between the people of God and their own crowd. Amen. Can I tell you that's not a light at all. That is the blind leading the blind. Amen. What I'm talking about, I'll get ahead a little myself already. What I'm talking about this morning is when it says, let your good works go before men, that it may glorify the Father, it means show them that there's a difference between you. Show them you've been changed. I'm not what I once was. Did you hear me? I don't have a desire to go to a honky-tonk on Friday night. Did you hear me? I don't have a desire to do the things of the world. I got a desire to be in the things of God this morning. My life has been changed. My life has been turned around. I've been born again, if you will. I've been changed by the blood of Jesus Christ. The day I encountered Jesus was the day my life was changed forever. Hello. Hello. That's what I'm talking about. The day I touched Jesus, the day I got a hold of Jesus was the day my life changed forever. And for the better. Oh, millions, billions, trillion times better. I hear them say, they say, oh, I got, the world's got all this stuff. All the world's going to offer. It's going to give you a temporary pleasure, but in the long run, it's going to offer you hell. Amen? 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 Am I right on that? People run to it, but all the world's really got to offer is hell. Oh, Satan will give you a little bit to get you where he wants you. Then when he gets you where he wants you, he's going to take you where you, he wants you to go. Amen? I'm telling you, it's a dark world. And we can't be letting our light hide. We can't be ashamed of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. But we got to let it shine in this last day. I asked you this morning, will you let your light shine? And I ask you, will you let it shine brightly that the world may know that you're a servant of Jesus Christ? Or are you one of those that try to hide? Hello, I'm going to hit something here in a few minutes. If I'm not stomped on you this morning, I'm probably going to stomp on you here in a few minutes. Amen? Too often, let me tell you where I'm going with this. Too often, we're ashamed to make mention of his name. Too often, there's a body of Christ that don't want to mention his name. They don't want to testify about him in public. 
They don't want others to know about him. Some get on some will get some will get on Sunday mornings when they're among God's people. They have no problem talking about him. You hear this? You hear what I'm about to tell you? The Holy Ghost dropped this in my spirit. We don't have a problem talking about him, testify about him, that we're among his people. But where people get ashamed of him at is when they get around people that don't believe or believe different. Then we try to, you see me, we try to hide from it. Hello? Hello? I got news for you. Those are the ones that need to hear his name. Those are one need to hear the testimony of Jesus Christ. Or we get around them, somebody starts talking about church or the things of God, and all of a sudden, people want to change the subject because they don't feel comfortable talking to somebody that don't believe about Jesus. Hello? No wonder half the world's going to hell. Take that figure to probably more because the body of Christ don't want to let their light shine before them. We don't want to make mention of it because we're, afear, we're afraid of offending somebody. We're afraid of making people mad if we mention Jesus. Did you hear me? I remember what wonderful I told you before, but here's a good example. Again, Ryan Cutshaw, Church of God preacher, was in the airport. He said these Muslims would get down and pray right there in the middle of the airport. Allah, Allah, Allah. He said it struck him. He said he, said he was going to get down. He said every time he, they said Allah, he would say Jesus. Did you hear me? He, he said it wouldn't take long. He said those, they would get up and pack their little rugs up and go on because they didn't want to hear that name. I'm telling you, will you get down in an airport when they're hollering Allah? Will you cry out for Jesus? Amen. When they're saying their filthy words, will you testify of Jesus? Amen. When they're doing the things so wrong and laughing around, mocking around, thinking of the things of the world, will you tell them about the grace of God and the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ? Or will you hide your little head in the rocks and just turn around like this? Amen. Like an ostrich puts their head in the sand and just goes, because you're ashamed of him. Amen? That's what's wrong. We don't want to make mention of his name. We don't want to let them know that we're the servants of Most High. Oh, Lord, not even that. We don't want them to know we're Pentecostal either, that we believe in the fullness of the gifts of the Spirit. What kind of church you go to? <clears throat> I go to a Pentecostal church. Amen? Amen. Oh, don't tell me I'm wrong on that. Well, I'll just go up to your church of God. I'll just go up here to that crazy preacher's church that gets on the roof. You're ashamed of it. You're ashamed of the Holy Ghost. You're ashamed of the name Jesus. What's going on? Somebody asked me, are you one of them tongue talkers? I blurted it out. Yeah, I'm a tongue talker. I'm one of those that roll the aisle. Because while you're stumbling to hell, I'm rolling the aisle. I'm rolling to heaven. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, we're ashamed of it. 
don't want to make mention name Jesus because the name Jesus is politically incorrect. Did you hear me? Society tells us the name Jesus is politically incorrect. It is. But I'm, we're not politically correct. We're biblically correct. Amen? Amen? But we ain't supposed to, if they tell you, you should shout out Jesus. Amen? You ought to be able to testify of who Jesus is. You ought to be a reflector of him. I'm not ashamed of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? Anybody in here ashamed of making mention of his name? How many try to avoid, ask yourself this. How many tried to avoid mentioning his name around people that don't believe? Think about it. Amen? Amen? You work a job. You don't, you don't, I don't care what they used to tell me. They told me one time corporate office did at Ingalls. They had to take off my hat. I said, I ain't taking off my hat. It had Jesus on it until you start t making them take off their ball king team hats. If the name somebody called it in on me, I said, I'd like to know who because I'd give them a preaching spell. <laughs> this has been years ago when I started preaching. I said, Dave, finally, I said, if I ain't taking it off, until I kept wearing it until they put in a policy, Ingalls hats or not. I said, because if they're going to wear their, I'm going to wear mine, and I'll challenge you all the way to it. I ended up getting favor with the company, by the way. Amen. Ended up as one of the best jobs I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I'm telling you, take a stand for Jesus. He'll take a stand for you. Amen. But people, it's a shame that people don't want to make mention about him. But let me tell you something. I can't think of no one better to talk about than the name Jesus. Amen. I can't think of no one better to testify of in the name Jesus. Listen to this morning, church. Remember what Jesus said about being ashamed of him. He said, Mark 8 and 38, Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me in my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him, also the Son of Man shall be ashamed when he cometh in glory of him. His father with the holy angels in Matthew 10 and 33. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my father which is in heaven. Pay attention to those words. Did you hear me? Pay attention to those words. I wonder, maybe sometimes, I think some of the people that says, Lord, Lord, have we not done these great things in their mind? These great things, these wonderful works. He never denied those wonderful works. But he denied knowing them. Amen. There's going to be a lot of people that say he's Lord, but won't confess him before him here because they're ashamed of him. He will not confess before the Father. Something to think about right there. But people don't want to make mention of his name. This is what I call hidden lights, if you will. Those that ain't really a light at all. See, there's a philosophy today. There's an attitude today. And most of you have probably heard it. It says, my faith's personal. Yes, we're in a one-on-one -on -one relationship. 
We need to keep it to ourselves. That's where you're wrong at. Anybody ever heard that? I need to keep my faith to myself. Anybody ever heard somebody say that? These are the ones that are ashamed of mission. Well, I'm going, if you got that attitude this morning, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. Your faith wasn't meant to be kept to yourself. Your faith was meant to be shared with a lost and dying world. You don't believe me? Why did Jesus said go into the world? Amen? Why did he send them out? Why did he said preach the gospel? Amen? Amen? Why did he say let your light so shine before men? Oh, listen, church. Oh, church, this morning, it's a shame that you don't even know. Many don't even know. Don't even want to make mention of his name. Some, the only time they make mention of his name is when they're sitting on a pew. They don't even think about him the rest of the week. So I asked you, is your light shining brightly or are you trying to hide it this morning? Or are you trying to hide a light which you ain't got a light at all? Because I'm convinced this morning, if you really have had a true encounter with Jesus Christ, you're going to shine. If you're really in love with Jesus this morning, you're going to shine. If you really think that much of the Lord, you can't help but to tell somebody about what Jesus done for you. So, Houston Town, I asked you this morning, is your light shining brightly? Not only in words, but in actions. Did you hear me? Not only in words, but in actions. In Titus 1 and 16, they profess that they know God, but in works, deny him. Being abominable and disobedient unto every good work, reprobate. My Lord, you're living like hell and you think you got a light, you ain't got a light at all. You're just as round up in darkness as the rest of them are. That's what he was saying there. They're reprobates. In their works, in their mouth, they say they know him, but their works deny him. Listen, it goes right back along with what Jesus said right here in verse 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I'm about ready to say something right here. I'm about ready to put my foot, both of my feet, in my mouth. Don't tell me you're a servant of God when you don't even want to attend his house. Oh, there's too many hypocrites there. Well, I'd rather go to church with them than go to hell with them. And you go to work with them and you go to the store with them and you go shopping with them. In fact, they're in the best place they can be where they can hear the gospel. Amen? Don't tell me when you can sit out, do whatever you want to, you can't make it. If you can't make it to his house down here, how can you make it to his house up there? It's that simple. People don't want to have a desire to do it. Oh, here's another. I'm on it. I'm telling you this morning. 
If you never pray to him and you never read your Bible, don't tell me you know him. Because it's impossible to know him without having a relationship with him. Don't tell me you know him when you go out here and have, live like hell the rest of the week and come on here on Sunday morning and shout like God. It don't work like that, folks. Titus, the, the book of Titus points it out right there. And Jesus even points it out. That when you're a servant of him, there's going to be some good works that follow. The good, yes, we're saved by grace. But the good works are a testimony of what he's done in our life. We can never be saved by works. Let me get that out of the way. We cannot be saved by any good works that we've done. But let, we're saved by his grace. But the good works follows us. The good works is a confirmation. The good works is a confirmation that we've been saved by his grace. Amen. Hello, I'm on it. You're telling me, listen. What it is? Shacking up? Ooh. It's not a God. Proving of wicked things is not of God. Amen? Honky tonk on Friday night. Sunday morning sitting on the church. Not a God. Uh-oh. I'm not talking about those that make newborns that struggle. I'm talking about those who know better. I'm talking about those that don't have a desire to even change. You know what I'm saying? There's some that think they're delivered to do all these things and be all right. Let me tell you, when Jesus got a hold of me, he changed my life. I'm going to tell you something right now. The day I was born again, listen, yeah, I grew up in churches. But like I told you, I went astray. I was wrapped up in anything I get wrapped up in. If trouble was involved, somewhere along the way, I was instigating. <laughs> Some of you probably say you're still instigating. <laughs> I do it for fun now. <laughs> but the day I went down in that altar, you hear what I'm telling you? you the day I went down in that altar, I come up different. I come up, listen, I'm telling you, yes, he's still working on me. But when I come up, there was a difference there. There were some things I had a desire to do before that I had no desire to do anymore. I didn't even want to tell you some of the things that I've done. But I knew when I got up from there, there was a change. Did you hear me? What we get, what I'm telling you right now, you hear me. And I'm going to probably hit a little bit tonight, scream this out. There's a philosophy now that is going around that does away with the born-again experience. They're teaching you don't have to be born again. They're teaching you don't have to be born again. All you got to do is just believe. Well, let me tell you, John 3 and 3, I'll take the words of Jesus. A man must be born again. I challenge them on that. I challenge them on that because let me tell you, even the devil's belief. They said, this is all you have to do. You don't have to have that born again experience. 
Excuse me, no wonder half the congregations are mixed up today. The Bible says a man, Jesus plainly told it, in order to see, enter to the kingdom of God, a man must be born again. Paul taught the born again experience also. He taught those things that won't enter into the kingdom of God. But he also said, as such as some were you, but now have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Amen. Been washed by his blood. What are you saying, preacher? I'm telling you, when you get born again, there's going to be a difference in your life. There's going to be different desires. There's going to be a difference. Yes, you may fall short, but you ain't going to go striving to fall short. Amen. I ain't going to go out looking for it. Amen. What I'm telling you, too many say it with their lips, but their actions testify different. A tree by the fruit it bears. Nothing more than a hidden light. Would no, is really no light at all. But let me tell you, if our light is shining, it will penetrate darkness this morning. A light that is shining will shine forth in the middle of darkness. In 2 Corinthians 4 and 6, for God who had commanded the light to shine out of darkness had shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have the treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power of may be of God and not of us. Let me tell you something. The earthen vessels compared to the believer's earthly bodies, if you will. But when he takes the word of life from that earthen pitcher and weighs it in the air, it illuminates all on whom the light shines. In fact, it reminds me of an incident in the Old Testament with Gideon and Gideon's pitchers. In Judges 7 and 16, and he divided 300 men into three companies and put up trumpet in every man's hand with empty pitchers and lamps within the pitcher upon signal. They would break that pitcher and let the light shine forth in the darkness. What are you saying? Sister Marcy, you can get ready to come. What are you saying this morning? I'm telling you it's time we let God break these pitchers and let our light shine in this dark world. It's time these earthly vessels get broken and that light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ begin to shine through us this morning. My Lord, we need some light that is shining in darkness. We need a body of Christ that says break this body, break this earthly vessel that your light may shine through me. Let it shine brightly in this darkened world. Can I tell you there's only one thing that can break darkness and that is light. Darkness can't break darkness. Only light can break darkness. I'm going to say this real strong. Yes, I believe in voting right and I believe in standing for what's right. But the answer does not come from D.C. D.C. cannot change morality. The government cannot change morality. You can legislate laws all day long. But it ain't going to stop people from doing it. Where does it begin? It begins in the house of God. The body of Christ 
That is our assignment to legislate morality, to declare what's right and what's wrong. Hello? Oh, you quiet on me on that, but it comes to the church giving them Jesus because, listen, listen, the morality issue is a thing of the heart. Laws cannot change the heart, but Jesus surely can. Amen? Jesus is the only one that can change the heart. I'm telling you right now what we need today is we need a church that says, I'm going to shine brightly. I want this earthly vessel to be broken because let my light shine wherever I go. Let my good works testify of the heavenly Father. Let them good works testify that my Savior Jesus Christ that the Father may be glorified in heaven. Can I tell you this morning it's time we let our light shine brightly and quit trying to hide it. Quit trying to be ashamed of it and shout it loudly that I'm a servant of the Most High God. It's time we just not shout it. It's time we live it. That we've been changed. We've been bought by the blood of the Lamb. And if he can change me, if he can turn me around, he can turn anyone around. Oh, did you hear me? I can't turn you around, but the one inside of me, the one who reflects to me, he can shine through you and break that old cold heart, that black heart, and make a new creation out of you. Church, what I'm telling you today is we got to give the world Jesus. Amen. Everyone's standing in here. Only light can break darkness. I asked you a question, seriously. You need to ask yourself this. I seen this other day, and this is good. If I was on trial, if you was on trial this morning for being a Christian, for being a born again, sold out, Holy Ghost filled, devil chasing, Devil stomping, child of God. And you was facing trial for it. When they find you guilty, when they find you guilty, when they find you guilty, or would they say you're innocent of your charges? What's your light shining like? Is it shining brightly? Or is it shining dim this morning? You can only answer that. You and the Lord only two that know that. But I can tell you, God's saying it's time to let the light shine a little brighter. It's getting darker. It's darker, and we need more light in this dark world. Time is running out. Time is quickly coming to a halt. I ask you, how many says I want my light to shine brightly this morning? I'm going to tell you, it's time to add fuel to the fire. Lord, here am I. Sister Connie had it right this morning. I need more of you. The more of God you get in your life, the more light that will shine through you. Amen? Amen? The closer to Christ you get, the brighter you will shine. The brighter you will shine. Start it out like this. This morning, this glory, let this light so shine before men. Let us shine brightly. Let us shine in this dark and dying world. Let us give the world the king this morning. Let them know that we're servants of the most high. God, this morning, Lord, 
Let them know, touch each one, touch every heart.